Hello and welcome to Toast the Podcast. I am your host, Clara, and founder of Toast the Brand. Today's episode is number 10, and it is an interview with my favorite twins, the Pollock twins. So let's get into it. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi, Clara. Hello. So this is Antonia and Francesca. The um, most long and horrible names for coffee orders. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite names, though. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, we're not Spanish, but it's kind of like Italian Spanish. Like people, Southern. yeah, people never guess that we're German. Yeah, it's the f- best thing for me because I can say the names perfectly. Yay. <laughs> All right. So do you guys want to introduce yourself? Sure. So we're the Pollock twins and we're from Germany. We're creatives and we're so excited to be on this podcast. It's going to be really hard for anyone to differentiate us by our voices, but yeah. So maybe you should introduce yourself. Okay. So I'm Antonia and I'm Francesca (laughs) and good luck trying to figure out who's who. (laughs) I love it. All right. I'm so excited to have you guys. We've been talking about this for a while, and we're finally doing it. Well, thank you so much for having us. This is actually our first podcast, so we're super honored to be here. I am honored. (laughs) All right. So um, as we talked about it yesterday, more or less, we have a little bit of an outline, but we can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Um. So if you guys don't mind, we could start on background life or sure. and then how it went into a career. Yeah. All right. Go well, I mean, it's not like the most linear thing, but basically my sister and I, we both moved to London when we were 18 and we both studied. So I studied film. I went to film school. But I was actually only there for about two years because I then got offered to work on a film. And it's a French film, but kind of like filmed in English with international people. And I was just like super lucky and also excited because I got to start my like creative career working on like a project with some of the people I had like looked up to for quite some time, including, you know, actors like. Juliette Binoche, Kristen Stewart, and Chloe Grace Moretz, like, they were all on that movie, and I kind of, like, made friends and, like, met people who are still, like, the foundation of all the good things that came after, and I learned so much, so I kind of finished that movie, we were filming in Germany, Italy, Switzerland, like, we were all over Europe, and then I came back to London and graduated although I had missed a lot of school but um, my school was super nice and was like you know this type of experience is better than any school so they still let me graduate without having to redo anything Um, and then I just continued working as a freelancer on like various film projects because I always knew that like that was like kind of what I wanted to do but I think as we are all like growing and evolving, like film and media, especially like social media has like evolved so much since the last 10 years. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. We're getting old. (laughs) Um, So the film stuff kind of continued and then it naturally evolved into me because I love working with actors and with talent. Um, So now my day job is kind of being a talent agent it's maybe a bit hereditary because our mom and our grandma were both talent agents for film and TV actors. So that's kind of like the day job, I would say. But I still, you know, write and like work and produce on film stuff like on the side. Yeah. And I think this is Francesca. Talking yeah, about. like her story is a bit different. <laughs> um, because we kind of grew up in this film world and we were surrounded by that kind of from birth, I always wanted to like do something different and be kind of the one that's different in the family. So I went to art school 
Um, I went to the University of, University of the Arts in London and I studied to become a creative director. I didn't really know what that meant, but I went to several like interviews at the school and they were like, oh, we're developing this new course and we think you would be perfect for it. So I had really great three year years there. I did everything from like art direction to like um, fonts. Like I really kind of, it was everything from like campaigns to print to um, visual image, moving image. And of course, you know, having grown up in, in a family of film, I ended up doing a short film for my graduation <laughs> project. And I then realized that film is like my real passion and that storytelling and like telling, Im telling stories through images is kind of our um, strong suit. So I was done a little bit later than my sister but it was then kind of natural like I don't think we even talked about it we were just like we want to continue writing and making films I did when I graduated still um, work for a fashion startup called Liquette and I was there for like four years my sister was already doing the talent stuff I was kind of writing and working on my film right but then as time past I also steered more and more into the um, film and talent thing and dropped kind of it like, was very organic yeah. also for me like it was never something we like talked about it's just like it's yeah. so natural for us to like yeah. nurture people and like make their yeah. dreams come true <laughs> and then I think the last year or one and a half two years ago after like working for like eight years and kind of putting our projects and dreams on hold and always pushing the careers of our actors and putting their needs before ours, which is something that we love to do. But I think we were both kind of at a breaking point or a burnout where we were like, we need to do something for ourselves that is kind of going to give us that instant gratification that obviously making a film isn't going to do because it takes so long to make that happen. So that's when we um, decided to do the Pollock Persuasion, mm. which is kind of like our little digital diary where we tell stories in form of like photographs and articles and writing and showcase kind of our Tastes friends and, and our inspiration. Yeah, and the people we've kind of gotten to like work with over the years to kind of tell their story and just like, yeah, share things that we're into and kind of wrap that into one space so that's kind of why we decided to that to do that a year ago and I think it's really helped um to keep the creative yeah kind of energy flowing yeah. and it's been really nice because we got to meet some amazing people through it including you yeah yeah <laughs> that's amazing so, I, I didn't know the yeah. backgrounds of what each one of you studied mm -hmm. so amazing it feels so long ago. I feel like we're going to have our 10-year reunion coming up soon, and I'm a bit afraid. <laughs> so um, how did you guys, like, how was it growing up with cinema always being in the picture? Um, To be honest, like, I didn't, it was like, we always, like, I think it's also because we're, like, homebodies. Mm -hmm. Like, we were very shy as children, and I think we still are more introverts than we are extroverts mm -hmm. so for us having like movies to watch and like obviously like our families like being very like supportive of that like they always took us to the cinema or we were always allowed to watch tv and stuff so for us that was kind of like our refuge yeah. and something that we always enjoyed always like stealing scripts from the office and reading them Aww. yeah but I mean like when we were super young we would like steal them and then like draw on them by accident <laughs> but like you know <laughs> yeah it was just something that was always very much a passion a part of our yeah life so I don't really know how it would feel if we wouldn't have had that yeah that's amazing I mean no wonder you guys do what you do right now <laughs> yeah well <laughs> um do you guys want to talk about a little bit more like the journey into finding a career when it comes to I mean yeah mm, yeah I yeah. know what you mean because I think <laughs> like as creatives it's so hard to say like oh this is like my career because I think it's so much like, like a passion turned into a job it's a passion yeah. exactly and it's not 
it's not like um the most like financial rewarding sort of outlet yeah like it's not gonna like make you have the most glamorous life right away I mean we've been doing this for so long now and it's hard and you know we have moments where I question like is this even a career you know like we've been rejected more than we've been like funded for anything Mm -hmm. so it comes to a point where sometimes like an outsider who might not be working in the creative industry would have a hard time kind of understanding that what we do actually is a career and I think that's sometimes where like insecurity comes in right because you're like oh my god you know like well also because you take on different roles so like on one film you might have had this position and then you evolve into another and then sometimes we come at it from like the agent position where we're like negotiating and doing kind of like the business financial side of things and sometimes we contribute more to the creative writing side of things or to the casting side of things or literally being on set every single day yeah and contributing that way I think the talent agent side of our job that we do has given us the most confidence to say that Mm -hmm. we have a career just because because of us you know our clients like get paid have huge opportunities or like book huge parts in films so like that's sort of the most satisfying both financially but also like emotionally for me to feel like I'm needed and I'm valued and I have a career and then Mm -hmm. yeah and then the most creative sort of fun stuff which is like the public persuasion and then our script writing and directing that's sort of like I think in my eyes it counts as a career but you know to an outsider who only understands things in terms of like black and white they would probably have mm-hmm. questions about oh is that really a career well I think it's also because it's like how do you measure at what point you're successful and it comes from like setting your own goals and like having your own things that like define success to you creatively mm-hmm. yeah. right so it might yeah. it might be something small like you know during this quarantine now I like finally had the time to like do writing again and I like finally sat down and wrote the story that I've had in my mind forever but I just always had this excuse of like not having the time for it and like just having done that to me is already a sense of accomplishment and success even though you know no one has seen it I have received no feedback on it I haven't even put it out there almost but it's still like success to me but it can't really be measured so I think that's sometimes where we struggle a lot you know, in terms of finding our voice and our role as creatives and and being like, oh, no, this is what I am. Because sometimes a lot of the work when you work like we do and like you do can't be seen from an outsider. It's all behind the scenes. scenes And it's like literally so many hours and sweat and tears and thoughts of like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And I think but those I think are the moments that kind of like define you and that allow you to be proud of saying you know this is what I do and I also do this and then I do this and you we don't need to like be ashamed anymore of saying that we do multiple things because I think that's something we struggled with Mm -hmm. is you know oh you know I'm not just this and I you know also do this and you can be multiple things as a creative and as a freelancer and as an entrepreneur and yeah I think that's okay yeah I think it's a virtue but I'm in the same I mean there's no one that can maybe understand more of how I feel and how I work than you guys mm-hmm. and it's so comforting <laughs> whenever we talk I mean that's literally when we kind of like because we sort of met digitally through mutual friends yeah. we didn't really explain that and then when we found you we were like oh my god we this girl is like our our soul sister yeah. who kind of probably does something similar and can understand because you know, in our circle of friends, we have a lot of people who are run their own business and who um, are actors, are actors some... and freelancers, but still, it's, it's much more straightforward. Yeah. yeah, it's so rare to find someone who's in the same position. So I think we really like bonded over that. And it makes us like, so happy to find comfort in knowing that someone else is like going through the same thing. Yeah, it, it makes me feel really understood and in and, and comfort. <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah, like, we were talking about it yesterday when you get asked 
like my I hate mm-hmm. this question what do you do and I'm like well, mm-hmm. well so many things but there's so many <laughs> yeah. things that I don't feel like are like actual jobs mm-hmm. it's it's a hard battle that I'm still working through and you guys probably too but yeah the, totally yeah, the one thing that is easy to say is that I own a brand because it's something you can see and you can mm-hmm. see the results and then whenever I worked with an influencer and we closed the brand deal I feel confident in that saying oh I've done this you know this deal is mm-hmm. done by me and that's something I can yeah. show but everything else there's a million other things that I can't really show and yeah it's so odd it's it's such a crazy world I'm, I'm glad that we have like the three of us have the same thing going. Um, yeah, totally. And I think it's important to like support each other and give each other like confidence in that because in the past I've caught myself like down grading or like yeah. da- like making myself seem like less just because it's easier to be like, oh, you know, like I just do this, you know, yeah. and then like, but actually like I should be proud of or we should all be proud of saying, you know, we do this, but then we also do X, Y, and Z, you know, and like, to be like more confident about yeah. that. And just because for some time, we might not be pursuing, like, in the past, we've kind of, like I said, put our dreams and project to a halt, because things got too busy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't be that anymore. You can still pick things up and continue. And, you know, all of these creative things that you're doing and that we're doing, they take so much time and so much perseverance. And just because it's, it doesn't happen overnight, like someone who has absolutely no understanding of the kind of things we do doesn't mean that it's not going to happen or that it's a failure or that it's not a success. Um, And I think it's totally okay to put things on halt and to pick things up again later or to, Um, kind of revisit things or start something entirely new to add to all the things that you're doing to kind of tie it all together because that's just a natural process like it's not linear yeah Yeah. so since you guys said that you've used this time on quarantine to pick up some old ideas you know write the whole story right Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. what have how has quarantine changed for you guys how has it maybe helped you realize things or reorganize or or you know because for all of us we were all supposed to be in California but we're still in Europe yeah (laughs) so so we're still here all of our flights got canceled I'm honestly manifesting that when we finally see each other, in Clara, LA. that it will be in LA and that it will be very soon. I hope yeah. so. But yeah, do you guys want to talk about how quarantine has has been for you guys, maybe personally and, and job, like career-wise? Mm-hmm. I think professionally, it was like the, the biggest difference because the entire film industry just kind of like came to a halt and to a stop so I think the first two weeks we were still kind of busy navigating you know where all of our clients were you know we were let we were telling people to go home so one of our girls flew home to Australia the other one we sent home to Cape Town just because we had a feeling that we didn't want them to be alone in a foreign city that they didn't know So we were like wrapping up shoots that were going on. Productions were saying they don't know what's going to happen. So we were still kind of busy in terms of like calls and emails and Mm -hmm. workflow. And then it completely just burned out. Like no emails were coming in. No phone calls were coming in. I think we've never in our career had like time off in the sense that we had like nothing yeah, like no emails to do. and no phone calls, which is the strangest thing because yeah. usually that's what happens. But I guess in terms of like, because we work from home and we're used to working in our personal space. So that for us wasn't that big oh of a challenge no. just because it stayed the same. I'm sure that, you know, for people who like physically go to work every day, that must have been a huge change. But I guess for us, it wasn't. Yeah. Um. And then because we had the time, it it's just like been really beautiful to like get the opportunity to like reflect, I suppose, yeah. because it's so it's usually like only after Christmas or something that we have like a week to like reflect on the mm-hmm. year. 
Um, so instead of like being really fearful and really upset that, you know, trips got canceled, we've been working really hard to like motivate each other to come out of quarantine and this pandemic, maybe having like produced something like a piece of writing or, you know, worked on an idea or just maybe picked up yoga or whatever so that we don't take this time for granted yeah um yeah I think that like you guys said it's way easier for us to work from home and are used to maybe mm-hmm. not having such a schedule um it's mm-hmm. I'm glad in times like this I'm very glad that this is my normal life um and every day is a little yeah. bit different but days are starting to become one like one long day <laughs> where we take yeah. naps and nothing changes but I'm hoping that things will get better soon yeah totally I mean you know the occasional like call that we have with people you know when people ask you oh how are you doing like of course I'm doing good like we're all good health wise but I would be lying if I would say that it hasn't like affected us at all like of course it's you know also financially like a huge burden not knowing if you know any of our clients are going to work again this year but we're all in it so yeah we're just trying to like stay calm and positive no matter what yeah I think it's just another learning experience to you know as I think that's what all of us have as an advantage is that we constantly have to maintain a positive mindset, overcome obstacles. We constantly have this like self-doubt in our mind and are putting ourselves out there. And I think that really helped us for this lockdown to maintain like a positive attitude, to be able to maintain busy, but also to enjoy not being busy. Yeah, to accept having like bad days and then just, you know, remembering that tomorrow is a new day and that everything can like turn around in like the blink of an eye and that you can all of a sudden be totally excited about something again. And so I think it just much how it is when lockdown mm-hmm. isn't yeah. happening. And I think that's just what we're reminding ourselves of that, like, everyone is kind of been challenged to like reset and like recalibrate and find a new like equilibrium but we can still accomplish things personal things creative things um work things whatever that may be and feel good about that coming coming out of it I mean I agree do you think it guys like has it helped you that you two have each other would you ever consider not living together like do you think quarantine together was way easier because when one has a bad day the other one might be having a good day and can help the other one for sure I feel like we constantly like push each other to work harder to be better to be like a better version of ourselves and I couldn't work with anyone as much but as I, I work with we you always think that everyone has this because it's like our normal oh yeah right because we always have each other and so you know we would we kind of think that even though someone might not have a twin or like a business partner or like whoever to keep them going in times like these we think that people do and so sometimes I do have to like remind myself that people who are kind of like in it alone are like so strong and brave and like how fortunate we are to have each other even if sometimes we do go on each other's nerve and obviously have our creative differences at times um yeah we're really so fortunate to to not have to even just like in terms of business to go like going to a meeting or going to pitch something we always you know or to have someone to like check something in your negotiations or to have someone to like be there for you when you have something else going on you kind of always have someone to have your back and I think the only time we didn't have that was when we went to university because Mm -hmm. we went to different universities or when you went and worked on so many films and you were constantly like oh you know, when people are like, so, like, what do you do? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. I always told people I'm a twin and no one believed me. <laughs> yeah. Well, no they were one. like, well, where is your twin? Yeah, and I was why like, is she not with you? <laughs> How was that? How was that? So, yeah, yeah we always. 
it was really hard. It was really hard. It was also during the time when you were in LA. Yeah. Um, Francesca was working at Flaunt Magazine to do some writing for, mm-hmm. I think, three months or however long yeah. you were there. So we not only had, like, distance, but also the time difference. And then, like, I was working on set so much. So, like, I obviously, like, couldn't really be on my phone all the time. But it was, like, really hard. Yeah. Because we constantly communicate when we're not together. It's, it's like, like, oh, literally... this is what I'm having for lunch. Oh, I just had a coffee. Like, it's so stupid. But, yeah, twins kind of do that. Yeah. So I think whenever we're not together, we constantly have to be on the phone and communicate. But then when we are together, we can communicate without even talking. I know it sounds cliche, but it's it, true. It's so true. It. Yeah. I wish I had a partner through everything because so many so many things I've done well most mostly everything I've done on my own like even when I'm in LA I'm like walking Mm -hmm. around kind of trying to get meetings or going into stores and introducing myself and I always think well I wish I had like a like a double (laughs) you know like at home yeah I know you got this but I know but I think that's why it's so important to like connect and to find people where you kind of see yourself in and that's yeah why we got so excited when we met you because it's like someone understands what you're going through and you can kind of support each other in a very different way because you understand what the person is going through and how brave they are yeah. and how tenacious they are and I think that that's so valuable to have and to and to find yeah. in this I world mean, 100% <laughs> that's a way of why I did uh, Girl Hangs it it's mm-hmm. always been like that it just didn't have a name it was just my way of being um I was I was sent to the U.S. by myself when I was 15 16 so friends mm-hmm. around me became my family became my <laughs> multiple twins <laughs> and love until I was uh, nine no until I was I think I was 23 my parents didn't come back home so for my mm-hmm. whole adulting and growing years, I I physically had my friends as family. So I think that's why I, I'm such a supporter of Girl Hangs and, and, and having a community and, mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to not be alone through life. Um, because usually people have yeah. their families close to them, usually. So I changed that into friends. And even though, yeah, That's you can have so, your parents yeah. on the phone, That's but beautiful. but the, every day right. I want to cry or totally. I want this or what are you eating or whatever, you know, anything um, are we're mm-hmm. the friends. So that's why I'm I'm such a yeah I'm such that's a friend beautiful. girl. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like that. It's also like such a beautiful um, sort of representation of like women supporting women like businesses supporting other businesses you know it's so easy to be like jealous of people or to criticize and you know like I've totally caught myself doing that you know going down the Instagram spiral and then you like criticize just because you're jealous and you know in most recent years I've really been practicing not to do that anymore just because it can get so unhealthy when you constantly compare your success to other people's success but you feel so much better when you just confess to yourself that you're happy for the other person and of course you know maybe one percent of you wishes that you would have experienced that success in that moment but if you really support other people personally I can just confirm that like something will come back you know no matter if it's in that moment or at some point down the line but like the universe just works that way and I'm 100% convinced 100% I remember every time I posted anything on close friends about like look like working on the visa stuff or you know when I went to get my Mm -hmm. bank account American bank account for the first time you guys were like woohoo you know I know it's amazing it's you know you got to celebrate every little all those milestones yeah yeah I'm glad exactly Uh, I can resonate so much what you said of uh the whole like jealousy thing because I've I've never had jealous thoughts like especially on social media about like bodies or you know what people usually get jealous about 
they're like oh my god her clothes oh my god her abs her her body I'm always like mm-hmm. oh my god this girl has a massive company and she's like five years in and she has her own office and that's what the yes. thing that I get jealous about it's a good jealous it's a motivational jealous but I have yes. to yeah exactly I, I, you know I, I want to be I want to I want to be like three years in you know and I'm only a one year in so I have to pace myself and remind yeah. me that I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm working to be where I want to be in a year and like slowly things will happen. But yeah, it. I have to stop myself from going into a negative aspect instead of a motivational aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, that's the thing why also people looking in who, you know, maybe work more in terms of like a nine to five and who haven't made their life, Mm -hmm. you know, their work. Um, You know, that's why they think that what we do is so easy because when you come to a point where you've grown your business and your brand and it's kind of like successful successful in terms of that you have something to show for yourself and that you're running the business and that maybe you have people working for you, whatever, you know, success means to you. They then think that it looks so easy, but you know, you don't see all those years of hard work that you put in of, you know, birth or like birthdays you sacrificed or weddings Mm -hmm. you couldn't go to, or this you couldn't attend because you were building your business and you had to put your work first, you know, and that's all those things, you know, people don't see when they see your, you know, Instagram post or your successes. And, and it's so good to remind ourselves that but it's not an overnight success. Yeah. And I think people always forget that. And we always tell our clients just because you know, this person is now, you know, doing this huge film, like, look at all the other stuff they've done. And it's so easy to forget that other people were exactly yeah. where you are now, you before, know, before it's such you. a hard thing, but it's a process. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've always yeah. been told, um, and my friends know that because every time we go anywhere, that it there's anywhere, if we go somewhere, especially around my town where I grew up, they will always come up to me and say the same thing: "Do you even work? Do you even work? What do you even do? You don't do anything." Mm-hmm. And my friends are—they've mm-hmm. heard it for so many years that they just laugh when it happens because I told them since the day they met me, I'm like, I promise, like. People don't see what they only see what they want to see. And and the whole phrase of do you even work, I think has only stopped now that I have a brand to show and that they can see that mm-hmm. yes, indeed I do work. Even though I still get comments of like, what do you even do? Like you sell jewelry, like that's nothing. But it, it I think the whole like, what do you even do? What do you even do sometimes gets stuck in your head. And I'm like, what do I even mm-hmm. do? I do a million things, but thankfully now want to show for. But yeah. 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 No, I think you're doing amazing. It's just so funny how, you know, when other people can say, oh, they're going to the office like on a Monday and then on Friday, they, they're like, oh, what are your weekend plans? Because yeah. they come out of the office. I think it's so ironic that just because people physically go to an office, it's like, I don't ask them what they're doing all day at work, you know? And just because we all work from home, there's sort of this like unsaid kind or like unspoken kind of assumption that we just don't work, you know, don't work. We hang out, we go to like nice lunches all day, but actually like, you know, I have to say no to most lunches because otherwise I would never yeah. get and anything done. I don't done. know how it is for yeah. you guys, but the weekends, I don't, I don't differentiate a Monday for, from a Saturday. No. Like every day is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> same. Like it's Saturday today. And although this isn't, you know, work, this is more it's fun, still, but it's yeah. still like, you know, yeah, for work. work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wake up and Um, I go into my desk and that's my office. Like that side of the bedroom is my office. And then the the bed and like bed and closet are like personal. (laughs) So I have divided like mentally and it's easier for me to say I'm going into the office and then I'm going to chill. (laughs) Yes. I think that's something we had to do for ourselves as well is to be like, kind of separate work from private a little bit just because I think this is when referring back to like that two year point two years ago when we were kind of just at our breaking point because 
you know, you kind of always have to be available to your clients or your actors. And I mean, it's the same for you. Um, you just always have to be available, even if it's like yeah. 10 p.m. at night and someone calls yeah. you, you know, I can't just not pick up the phone if it's like an important client. So it's good kind of setting those boundaries and knowing when to be like, no, this can wait until tomorrow. You know, I don't need to answer this call right now. But then obviously, sometimes there are times where you do need to pick up the phone or when you do need to kind of mm -hmm. travel somewhere to be with a client or, you know, to sacrifice kind of like the personal time you maybe would have had with your family, or you might have to, like I said, miss someone's yeah. birthday, that's important to you. But over the years, we've known kind of when like what boundaries we sometimes need to put in place just for our own sanity and to like know kind of like okay this is just yeah. like for me yeah um but yeah and that's not to say that we don't sometimes still struggle with saying no I think that has been our biggest thing because we're such people pleasers and I think that's also part of the reason why we're good at our job sometimes it's because we love to cater to the needs of others and to work towards a vision and on a bigger vision but saying no was used to be so hard for us when mm -hmm. we were younger like wow I think that took us the longest to learn that mm -hmm. it that it's that people will still like us even if we say no yeah. I can't do this I've for started you. to do that now and it, it's it's helping yeah. yeah I mean it's so hard don't like we still you know, have moments where it's just so hard for us to do. But I think it's healthier in yeah. the long run. I've started this week because um, since quarantine, like I said, days are starting to be the same. Usually I would go into the city a mm -hmm. little or I would be traveling or planning travels. And since it's all been mm -hmm. uh, the same day over and over and over, and Saturdays I work and Sundays I work and, and, you know, things like that. This week I've started to do a one hour break. <laughs> and I do it by it's the phone. So I don't bring my iPad downstairs. And I'm like, okay, this is my, my one hour. Um, it usually turns into, I, I end up entering a few things and doing a lot of other things, but I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. It's so, good. it's so easy to work having your phone that it's so hard to not do it when it comes in and ignore it. It, it feels, it feels wrong. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It happens a lot for me as well. Like, like when we're just like sitting down to like have lunch yeah. or like to have dinner, you know, like, Oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, let yeah. me quickly check that. And especially now during quarantine or like even before then we've been like really strict on being like, no, like, I'm, I'm going to take these 30 minutes to like eat my salad and like not rush it, you know, because it's like those little moments. If you take those like 30 minutes for yourself to actually like yeah. enjoy your lunch, then you had 30 minutes to kind of like regenerate your mind and your thoughts. And then I'm like ready to go again. But otherwise, you're on this constant like fight, flight or fight mode, kind of like, yeah. you know, battling everything yeah. that comes your way. And it's good to like have those small moments for yeah. yourself something that I started and I actually started this in October um I reread this book called the artist's way no. I don't know if you know it but um it was it was mentioned to me already in university by my mentor and I was like oh yeah sure I can do this I can read this book and do all these exercises and of course I kind of like quit half not even halfway through, like a third into it. And I told myself that I would redo it. And it's this like great, um, it takes you like 12 weeks to complete. So three months, and you have like chapters to read each week and exercises. But something that you have to do every single day is when you wake up is to write three pages by hand of whatever is on your mind. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Like when I get up, I feed the dogs, I check my phone, I usually answer my emails, it takes me like an hour to get through all of that. And then I'll kind of like, you know, get ready for the day. But that has, I think, been like the biggest difference in, in maintaining like a healthy mind and also learning not to be on my phone is to write those three pages to reflect. Sometimes it's just like gibberish and it's maybe about what I dreamed, but I do it every single morning. And, and I'm it, not allowed to interrupt or talk to her. That was yeah. so hard for me. In the beginning. <laughs> it was really oh. hard. 
<laughs> because I always shoo you away. But yeah. I think for any she still does it, and I'm still not allowed to I interrupt. I still do it, and it's May now, so I've really like kept that habit. And I think for anyone who struggles, um, staying positive or separating work from private life, or has it, a creative block, <laughs> has a creative block, or is anxious. Um, Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way is something I really recommend people wow. to read okay. or to I'm, do. I'm actually going to try it tomorrow and see how it goes. Three pages? Yeah. Yeah, three pages okay. just written, written by I, hand. I got into... And why is it three pages? It's three pages because the first two are bullshit and then the third one <laughs> is when you really release what's really on your mind well that's what she said <laughs> that's what she says and it's true for the most part you know first you because in the first two pages you're still like thinking about what you're writing and then when you get to like the third page it's you're just like you just want to get it done so then you're just really unleashing what's like really on your mind and really heavy on your heart or sometimes you would I would write down things that I wasn't allowed to forget to do like oh I need to get this contract checked I need to get this done I need to do the washing like you know things like that and then sometimes it's like things that you didn't even know were like emotionally maybe wow. blocking you or upsetting you and it's good to just get it out because then it doesn't like bother you anymore and it's it might have been like a conversation that I had on the phone with someone who was being condescending and who made me feel you know not good about what I do and then you can kind of like get it out of your system like that and I think it it really helped me like you always hear that that those kind of things like help people and and I was very like you know yeah. I don't know if this is going to do it for me um but it really did so I've been like encouraging everyone to do it well um, I haven't done it and I'm fine but she seems <laughs> to really it, I think it has helped to be honest it's I'm helped glad. my yeah. yeah when I was <laughs> when I was She's... around like 18 19 my host mom in San Diego um, I would tell her that I couldn't mm -hmm. sleep because I was very anxious. Um, I mm -hmm. couldn't sleep and I had so many ideas and so many things. My my brain is always running as yours probably. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's a way of clearing. It's like cleaning your room. Would you just clean your brain and write everything down and then go to sleep? Like once it's not yes. on your brain and you know you won't forget it because it's written down next to your bed then you kind of like sleep mm -hmm. better but I guess it's the same thing in the morning like cleaning yeah cleaning to start totally. the day yeah but sometimes I also like did it in the evening when I was like particularly yeah. anxious or like upset about something I would do it in the evening because otherwise like I just couldn't go to sleep and it's like it's so similar to you because you have so many things running through your mind simultaneously that it's like yeah cleaning yeah. your room I love that <laughs> it's analogy. just an easy one to understand <laughs> Yeah, the, the, I think, yeah. and any time that I've had a love uh, interest, that I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, a loved one yeah. um, mm -hmm. that has done me wrong or I was frustrated and feeling misunderstood or that I couldn't explain what I was feeling or why I was hurt. I was always on my notes on my iPhone and I still have all of them I would write down like you know what and say their name like dear blah blah blah, blah. like this is why I'm hurt I feel this way yeah one day you would understand mm -hmm. and then I get it all out it's probably like three pages long and then I close it and I never mm -hmm. touch it again and I never show them <laughs> <laughs> I know I love it like notes on our iPhone Therapy. like I use notes yes. all the time yes. like I write everything down and like sometimes I find things and I'm like oh my god like what did I you know but it's such Great a good way, way to process also like I hope that no one ever finds my phone because it would be like <laughs> looking into my soul and into my I deep, dark yeah. thoughts anyway, it's so funny because <laughs> especially like well I feel it I use it as when I have anxiety too I use that or whatever but when I do it for like real like not relationships just like love interest it's so funny mm -hmm. they never know but it makes me feel so much better because I already said it and I have through writing yeah I, I understand how I feel and why I'm upset or you know yes and I process exactly as I write. yeah like, all right I processed it it's, it's gone goodbye it's so good because it's kind of like um you're like mm -hmm. accepting your own feelings and you're also like realizing how you actually feel because I, I wish I would have like done that sooner, you know, to like write stuff down. 
because you kind of like learn to understand and like respect yeah. your feelings a little 100%. more instead of just swallowing everything. I, I mean, I'm going through my notes right now just because I think it's so fun. I have so much. <laughs> <laughs> you could publish something like, you like know, I have hidden so notes, many like, you know? lessons. And... <laughs> And just like black out the names, you know? <laughs> so funny. Oh, Lord. So many people can relate, I mean, I, I'm I sure. So. Uh, I've been doing it for so long, especially when I I can't really mm, point what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Oh, my God. Writing it down mm-hmm. is the best, the best, the best. But I don't write it on, on paper when it's like emotional because I feel like someone uh-huh. can find it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh no, the love interest yeah, stuff I do on my phone as well. Yeah. And then I lock the Me goddamn too, notes with so the that no one can get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't have any passwords on my notes. Oh, Maybe yeah. I need well, to change that. I have that. them for work and yeah. then, like love interest. But okay. yeah. Okay. Wait, I'll um, get on that. This. Um, okay. Do you guys want to do the little <laughs> quarantine quiz? Okay. Yes. So it's just a way that I have thought of I do this uh on my girl hangs and a few more things but these are some of the Mm -hmm. things that I say on my girl hangs to each one of the girls to say so we can look at this time into like a more positive um outcome and then okay okay, the first one what makes you happy right now yeah so we just answer um iced coffee (laughs) Being in nature and with my dogs. What are you thankful for? Oh, what? Wait, are you answering as well? I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I think you should answer as well. (laughs) Well, the sun makes me happy right now. Okay. Okay. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my dogs. I'm thankful for all the wonderful women mm-hmm. like you and um, particularly also one of our friends. She's a um, holistic healer, energy worker, and she really helps helps me kind of navigate through That's life. Beautiful. I am thankful for where I'm at emotionally and mentally. That's a, you oh, guys said the really dogs good are good ones. too. I love but, my dogs. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, they emotional are. support, yeah. you know. They are emotional support. We have a lot of baggage. <laughs> okay. What is the goal of this week? Or next week? So this week is to Wait, finally... I should go first because okay, we're doing the same order. Um, so the goal for me personally this week is to read a couple of scripts that came in um, that I'm actually really excited to read. And I'm going to take notes and send some proposals. My goal is to finally do a Melissa Wood Health workout. So at the beginning of quarantine, I downloaded the app and I had like a free trial. Didn't manage to do a workout. Deleted the app because I was like, I'm over it. Then I re-downloaded it and subscribed again. Still haven't done a workout, but this is the week. This week I'm going to do tell me a workout. I like love her, but I haven't done her workout. Okay, I'll tell you. See, now you're holding me accountable, so I'll actually have to do Uh, it. (laughs) My goal of the week has been to redo the podcast. Like, And now, seriously, I have an intern that's helping me. She's amazing. And I'm scheduling like podcast calls, podcast recording. I've posted. I want to post one every week. And this is my goal. (laughs) So fun. We're going to listen. We'll listen, Um, for sure. What is the goal for this month? Like a more, a bit long-term. Yeah. It's so funny because like all of my goals are like kind of like work-oriented just because that's kind of like what I can like hold myself Mm -hmm. accountable to more than like the personal ones. But I think, okay, what what do I want to get done this month? I want to pitch something this month. I think, wait, what month? like in June if I could pitch something like in the month of June I would feel like ahead of the game like that would be sensational yeah I think it's kind of the same for me we've kind of been putting ourselves out there and asking to pitch and like you know finding 
possible partners for a project that we're working on. And I think just getting the opportunity to pitch for me is also like a goal. That would be I love that. Yeah. I hope you guys get to do that. <laughs> we'll see. My goal for this month <laughs> is to actually stick to working out. It's not it's not career based. <laughs> it's just I just really want to work out. <laughs> I should have said that as well. Because I've been I've been yeah. way more active than before. But I just I really want to do it every day. Work out, even if it's like a dance. I usually just dance for an hour or two. Oh yeah, yeah. those well, are the best I end up, like, workouts. Tomato, like yeah. tomato red. My face is. <laughs> but that's when you know so, that. Yeah. You know, happy work. I don't. Time. I don't think we should. I don't think we should be preaching because we don't. Oh no, we're we don't. the worst at self motivating to work out. So same, we shouldn't give same. advice. But no, I, I, that's that's why this like, <laughs> month, like the goal of the month. So. Putting it out there. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. And last one. One thing you are doing when quarantine is over. Flying to LA. Flying, flying to, LA. to LA. And seeing flying to LA and seeing you there. <laughs> oh, I feel so so good. That's awesome. Well, we better keep our calendars open yes. for when that In is my possible. Mind, I'm keeping hope for the first week of July to get out there, but we'll see. It's when we'll see, we'll yeah, we'll stay updated with each other. I mean, we don't have any plans. It's just a matter of being able to actually 100%. get go there. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll make the plans once I land. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And now, as I said yesterday, I had a little special uh, addition. It's called cool facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's on each one of our Love names. That. So I'm going to go first with Francesca. It says mm-hmm. that it's Italian and the meaning is the free one. And then it says strong, the deep thinker, intuitive, enchanting, imaginative, idealistic, independent, wise, unconventional. Oh my god, that's so that's beautiful. So fitting though. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I, I think these to be very like fitting. That's why I wanted to do them. And then Antonia. The meaning is to be priceless. It says powerful, inspirational, ambitious, bright, highly intuitive, uplifting, charismatic, independent, and creative. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. You need to like Seriously, this we is need like to an... hire you to do our PR and to just say those words <laughs> words to people. to people like before we pitch, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. Like... <laughs> and then Clara, the meaning is to be bright and clear. Um, and then it says dynamic, born leader, persevering, tenacious, disciplined, successful, determined, courageous, and ambitious. Oh, oh my god, god. That's so nice. we're such a good match for each other <laughs> but you know that's so it's so powerful just to like hear someone say that you know and that just goes to show like if you were to like write that down somewhere or even to like hang it above your desk it's like such a small like confidence boost just yeah. to be like you know the stuff that's on my to-do list today or the stuff that scares me or you know my anxiety that keeps me up at night like no, I'm going to read this piece of paper and like, I yes. can do it. All. I mean, that's kind of what I do to myself every morning, like pep talks, like you got this, you got this. I was looking at it just for like being curious. And then I was like, wow, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. I mean, mine is, is very fitting. I think it's missing a few of like, like connecting and like friendship and like, you know, but but yes, yes, yeah. I'm really happy that it's taking me there. Especially the ambitious, persevering. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So fitting. So good to hear positive yes. words of affirmation. And then, yeah. do you guys believe in law of attraction? Ooh. Yeah. Do you guys use it on a daily? Yeah, I think so. Because I think it's kind of like my intuition that like mm-hmm. guides me. 
but also like manifesting you know yeah and I can we can be very like detailed and specific about it like the other day I was with our friend and she's our healer and she was like you know you really have to like can you do you see yourself like doing this do you know what you're wearing do you know who you're like with do you know can you like see it and I'm like I know it like all the way down to like what underwear I'm wearing you know (laughs) that's how like much I envision it and she was like that's how you like attract those things into your life is like having being able to like envision yourself doing it and feeling you know the happiness and love and whatever you would be feeling when you would be living it and so we're total 100 percent agree <laughs> I mean since I was little but I think now every every time it's being more and more clear I mean do you guys want to explain yours because mine mm. is super clear the, yeah, what like the law my, of attraction my, my goal in a year is to have a small small, oh, the small goal apartment in, yeah in LA close to the beach I don't have a car. I have a Vespa. It's red. (laughs) And then I have a bike with a basket on the front. Love it. I can go pick up flowers. I can pick up anything. I can have my jacket because I'm always cold just in case. My rollerblades, throw them Mm -hmm. in there. And then I'm wearing a flowy, flowy dress. And I'm probably on ponytail or like braids. And I'm just riding around Mm -hmm. Venice you know, with music and yeah, that's, that's my goal. That's okay. such a good one. I love it. It's I mean, similar to ours, it's okay. similar to ours. I like my happy place has always been LA. So I think any sort of future memory, I do kind of like see us both there. But I think what I most um, picture is like, probably in a cinema, like in a screening room, sitting next to Francesca like holding her hand um and like we're watching something that we've made no matter if it's like a short film or a feature film but like sitting you need to be specific you're not being like I don't want to jinx it (laughs) okay but no but see this is like this is bad because I'm like doubting it and I shouldn't doubt it okay so we'll probably be dressed and head to toe Mm -hmm. Chanel uh, <laughs> we'll be sitting with our um, amazing actors and it'll probably be in like Sundance or Cannes or one of the big festivals that's where we'll be and um, people will resonate with our work and will come up to us after and say that like the film has helped them understand themselves and that they don't feel alone anymore I think if if that were to happen like if a stranger somebody who I didn't know would one day like come up to me and say that like they could identify with something that I created that's when I would know that like I was successful in what I did so that's what I manifest and envision so what I keep picturing is I think we're living in Laurel Canyon in LA because we're Laurel Canyon girls and we would get up super early in the morning and drive ourselves to like work or to set or to whatever yeah, we're, we're big working. drivers we love to drive or and we would probably stop by our favorite coffee shop to get an iced coffee on the way and we would listen to like really good music and put down the windows and just be like so excited to get to work with all of our friends and creative collaborator collaborators and to be on the periphery of like creating something each day and like sharing this vision and just like that feeling of like excitement like getting to work kind of like first day of school but to like getting to something where everyone kind of like works on the same thing that's kind of the happiness and the feeling that I am attracting into my life love especially the drive (laughs) I love a picture of drives. <laughs> we'll pick you Perfect. up on the way and we'll Perfect. go together. <laughs> I use, do you guys use driving as appreciation moments? Like I put music and I'm just happy and blessed and like my moment to like pump. Like, yes, I got this yeah. beautiful day. Look at this beautiful city. Look at this beautiful sun and, and my beautiful Vespa and... <laughs> 
Well, yeah, because you can kind of like process mm-hmm. your thoughts, but you're also because you're like free and in control and deciding where the journey's going, although you probably have a destination, you have the freedom to kind of like, yeah. you know, take this yeah. route or do yeah. this. And I think it's like a really liberating feeling. I always feel good when yeah. I'm driving. Like, yeah. yeah, I like driving a lot. It makes me, yeah like I just it helps me clear my mind or it helps me get excited about something or it lets me appreciate the nature I'm driving past it's so, so in I love it <laughs> I yeah <love> that. <laughs> okay well I mean I could talk for hours but I think this is more or less good what do you guys think Are yeah you thank you thank you everyone for for listening to the end I don't know who would listen to the end <laughs> to me and my sister but <laughs> everyone I love it <laughs> all right okay. well I think that's well, pretty much it um do you guys want to say thanks. your socials or where they can find you you can find us on at the Pollock persuasion on Instagram and our website is linked it's the pollockpersuasion.com okay And thank you so much for talking to us. We loved talking to you and we cannot wait to be out of quarantine and to see you Same. Thank LA. you so much for coming. I think this was so far my favorite podcast. Oh, oh my God. Hey. We're blushing. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you, love. And we can't wait to hear every other new Woo-hoo! episode that comes Everyone. out. Hold me to it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs>